0: JR, have you ever seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest?
1: No, I haven't. Is it should I have seen it? Is it like required viewing?
0: It should be required viewing for this show. It's about a guy who ends up in a mental hospital where they use electroshock therapy and lobotomies as punishment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that was also a I horrible nurse named Ratchet. <laughs> <First> Ratchet. <laughs> nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. Hey y'all, it's Onika and JR and you are Dishing with Dainty Dish. How are you doing today, JR?
1: I am fantastic. It is a lovely, um, what is this, it's March? We're in March now, so it's a lovely March day. It's kind of cold, but um, I'm doing okay because I'm inside. How Mm -hmm. are you?
0: I'm actually kind of sad today. I know people might not um, think this important, but I grew up watching um, Beverly Hills 90210 and I heard that uh, Luke Perry passed away of a stroke at 52. And it made me very sad Cousin what? Candace wait, told me yeah, She texted me because she knows I'm obsessed With Luke Perry like I have been since I was like Seven years old oh, wow. And um, he just re- Yesterday was um, he passed away Of a stroke so it was an, you know, Of a natural cause Thank God nothing drug related or anything crazy But um, yeah 52 Oh okay So Dylan McKay I will always love you wow so i'm a little i'm a little bit sad but you know hopefully he's in a better place okay but um we have a guest on the show today a returning guest actually Ooh. we decided we left her so much the first time we had wow. to have her back so faith say hello
2: hello hey. <laughs> hey. how are you doing today i'm great thank you for having me back i'm very excited to have you on the show today i um, had a lot of fun the first time you did i did i had a great time it was my first podcast mm-hmm. and i wasn't sure what how i would feel about it but i absolutely loved it
0: that's good so it was a
2: really positive experience so thank you for having me back and
0: it was well received um it was awesome. a very well received podcast so awesome but there was something very specific that you got into uh, in the podcast. You kind of breezed over it, actually. Did
1: um, yeah. I? Yeah. W- I wish there was like a video evidence of that because, like, my <laughs> face was in shock and I couldn't even, like, get a word out i was just like i want to ask a question i want to ask a question and it
2: didn't it didn't happen well, that's not unusual when, when i'm <laughs> when i'm around
0: oh my gosh so jr do you want to no, i'll you, you, ask the you, question then yeah. um in your story uh, that you were telling us you know along your journey you've experienced um what's formerly known as electroshock therapy now electroconvulsive therapy uh, and we wanted to talk about that today, what that experience was like and, you know, your opinions on the whole uh, form of mm. treatment, really. Mm. Okay, yummy.
2: Yeah. I can't wait. All right. Mm. Should I just go? Just go right ahead. Go right, All right. Yeah, go ahead. How, how okay. did it happen? What, what happened? Okay, so a bit of background, I have treatment-resistant depression and anxiety, and for the first five years after I was diagnosed, I was tried on one antidepressant after another. Mm-hmm. and they either made me horribly sick, like continuous vomiting, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, uh, that kind of thing, or they did nothing at all. So after five years, I was tried on twi- twenty during five years, I was tried on twenty different antidepressants and had to come off all of them. Some of them suddenly, some of them slowly, excuse me. Um, and so finally after that, after that five years, my older, uh, psychiatrist said, I have nothing, no more drugs left for you to try. The only thing left is ECT. And I had always resisted it because I didn't, um, like the idea I'd started my career as a nurse and I had seen people who had had it I had seen it being done so I wasn't very keen on it and most of all I was worried about um, short-term memory loss which is a, a pretty strong side effect pretty common side effect so but at the end of the day um, I tried all these other I tried everything with drugs and this was the only thing left so eventually I had to um, submit to it. And so I was booked for 12 treatments. It was done in a large downtown hospital. Um, Hospitals do them as well as places like CAMH. And so the way it happens is that essentially what it is, is that ECT is giving your brain a seizure, that's what the electricity is doing so what happens is i would go in and um they would i would wait in this horrible room with a bunch of other people and then finally they would call you in to and there was a bunch of us that were they were all doing sort of as a batch and so uh you go in And they put you out under general anesthetic and they also give you a muscle relaxer. They put electrodes on your brain in certain patterns, trying to target where they believe um, the depression is the worst or is the most controllable. And they essentially shock you and give you uh, a seizure. And so uh, the first time I went in, um, I was... I found it very difficult because when you were, you were waiting, no staff came in to reassure you at all. Mm -hmm. It was all very much sit there and you wait and you wild animals, you wait till we're ready for you because people were naturally getting very anxious. And so my first day that I went in, I went in and they did a gentleman beside that was just near me first And they didn't even pull the curtains around his bed when they did him, and I was still awake. And you could see him jump up, like his body leap up in the air when they applied the electricity. So that's not a good start because you're supposed to pull those curtains for his privacy and also because probably not good for people to see that kind of Mm -hmm. dramatic Mm -hmm. reaction to the um, shock. So um, that didn't put me in a good place. But anyway, with me, what happened was I did, I was scheduled for 10 treatments, 12 treatments. At 10 treatments, they declared it a failure and it was stopped. But, so I still had my depression and I, but I lost my short-term memory. So the thing that I had feared the most Mm -hmm. actually happened, but also I didn't get the benefit it would be different if I said oh I lost my short-term memory but my depression is a lot lot better and that wasn't the case so um and that I think is 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 common Uh, my understanding is that um ECT is used almost exclusively for depression and um, schizophrenia Uh, there may be some other types of mental illness that it's used for but those are the the big two and my understanding is that with depression at least uh, they say it's 78 percent effective and that is um great but that is also a short-term uh benefit you still have to go back and have more oh so this is not this
1: isn't permanent this no, is no
2: no no it's not a one one like time even deal even
1: after like the if you had done the full 12 <clears throat> sessions it wouldn't the results weren't going to be permanent
2: not necessarily that's i think okay. with some people it is okay. because it's kind of like when you think about it it's kind of like rebooting your computer that's what i was thinking yeah about making exactly that because the brain is stuck and mm-hmm. and so with some people it's sort of wow because i have talked to you know people that said until I had ECT, you know, I was getting nowhere and, and all this kind of stuff. So I never like to, um, put it down. I simply tell you my experiences because it's not up to me to tell people whether they should or should not do it. However, um, it is something that I think you have to really carefully think about. Um, Treatment is used a lot with treatment-resistant people like me, and treatment-resistant people like me make up 30% of people that are diagnosed with um, depression. So of 30% of people diagnosed with depression cannot take antidepressants. So within that 30%, another 30% do not get relief from ect so whatever anybody's good in math out there 30% of 30% I'm 30% of 30% but there are you know many people like me where that doesn't work as well but i'm just thinking it's a big decision and know what you're getting into Um, The one comment that was really interesting to me was that one of the people that was on this, she was having treatments at the same time as I was, was this wonderful, dear, poor woman who came in from London, Ontario, or something like this for this treatment. She was waiting as well for a lung replacement. Okay, so her life was really, really hard because now you have depression probably as a result of um, what she was going through. And so you're thinking, okay, she's really been through the mill because of her physical condition. And I remember her saying to the doctor about the ECT, she goes, I don't really like, I don't care for this treatment. And she was a person that never complained. So if you put that into perspective, what she'd already been through in waiting for her lung transplant, um, and she didn't like, you know, the ECT really bothered her. Um, So that is really what happened with my experience. Uh, But I do want to talk about what is slowly replacing ECT, which is a very positive thing. Okay,
1: so just before we go with that yeah, so, yeah. ECT, so ECT is it's no <clears> longer <throat> in the form that you received and It's not. It's no longer in that form today. Yes,
2: no. it, is. Yes, yes, it yes, is. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. is? Okay, it okay. is.
0: Okay. I. What I found because I've never done it, but I, I okay. often being in the hospital being hospitalized, I've seen people who like who have gone through um, the electroconvulsive therapy, and I remember the first time probably would have been oh probably like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And I remember them being really, like, they're they're going into it, they're a little groggy, but when they come out, they were, like, zombies. Yeah. They were, like, complete zombies. Yeah. Fast forward to seeing it in 2016, mm-hmm. I found when people were going in, again, they were groggy, but when they were coming out of it, they seemed almost uh, like lifted it wasn't the big red blotchy marks anymore Mm -hmm, on their mm -hmm, face it wasn't mm -hmm. the it wasn't the drooling or the dragging of speech or any of that so has it has it evolved
2: like would you say I let's put it into perspective that ECT was invented in 19 in the 1930s I believe 1937 And it was invented in Italy. And I'm not sure exactly how it was discovered, but I mean, somebody actually fooled around with it and found out hey, this could do something. So, 1937, that was a long time ago okay and it has basically I, I think what you're saying is they figured out with the anesthetic and with the degree mm-hmm. of the dosages that they're they they do not just go one size fits all zap here we go so i am sure and people have told me that progress has been made but when you think about it Nineteen thirty-seven. Okay. Oh, Long- fact check. Nineteen 19- Thank you. Thank fact you. Check. And I knew- another <laughs> little quick thing because I just
0: read it right before we came here last year. April was the 80th anniversary of electroshock. Oh, therapy. So see. So last April, 2018. So eighty. Eight, 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 eight,
2: eight. going around for it It's been going on for eighty years now. Right. So where where I was going with that was that it's taken from the 1938 to. Uh, say a few years ago for them to improve how this very difficult procedure is done. Mm-hmm. And to me, that comes back again, uh, my old bugaboo stigma. Because if this was f- to do with, Um, say a diabetic procedure or a heart procedure and people went wow this is really rough to take and it's really hard people would have been I dare say working a lot harder on saying how do we make this less uncomfortable how do we make this more comfortable how do we get rid of these sorts of things and because this is what I believe it's mental illness kind of Okay, it'll be fine because I fail to see that that's acceptable. That within eighty years, is changed actually very little. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and like 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 other things would have been really.
0: Like we'll up. have more progress.
1: No, yeah. is is that because there's? <clears throat> don't shoot the messenger. No, um, is this because there's such a small um, percentage of people in the population that suffer from depression? Because I mean, if you look at our Canadian population, we're like like 38 million, 35 million, yeah. something like that. So let's say if there's if there's, what, three hundred thousand people suffering from depression, isn't that like one percent? Okay. Is that a, is that is that a problem?
2: It's it's a very you know I hate it when people say this, but yeah. it's complicated because mm. you're we're only talking about the people that we know that have depression. Mm-hmm. There's a whole pant load pant loads of them out there that have not yet been diagnosed but are living with it why because they don't want the stigma of being diagnosed with a mental illness or they have no resources to support them one or both okay yeah. so you have got um, this whole I just lost my train of thought whoops what What was you were saying oh yeah, yeah okay okay I got it so that one percent is not representative of people that have depression the stigma has led to many more people um very dangerously in my belief living out their life without treatment and diagnosis and treatment um because it is a dangerous disease to live with um according to what i've my doctors told me so don't everybody jump on me um because they will but um my understanding is that schizophrenia and depression are the two hardest diseases to live with mental or physical Mm -hmm. and or physical i wouldn't argue that they 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 just are so even if it's one percent that's worthwhile investing in Um, progress because depression is all encompassing and it's incapacitating and it leads to suicide and it has a lot of other health issues that go along with it so i think the number you know and also it's going to be the leading cause of disability i think Mm -hmm. it now has become Mm -hmm. or will be within the next year so i guess i'm kind of does it really matter if it's uh, so i, 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 I understand, understand yeah. what you guys
1: are saying but like earlier we were talking about like the corporate world right yeah and like and how numbers sometimes matter so if we say that you know um 10 of our youth are suffering from obesity that's a problem yeah right but mm-hmm. if we say one percent of our youth are suffering from depression mm-hmm. i mean that's one out of 100 kids so let's say there's 500 kids in a school that's five kids is is is, is, i'm not saying that it's not it's it's not a problem but i'm just saying it's it's
2: it's, but you can tell if a kid has obesity you can't tell if a kid has depression fair enough Mm -hmm. enough. so you can't you don't know you know again everything we talk about with mental illness mental health to me is understated because Mm -hmm. as so much of it is covered up When somebody dies of an overdose, that could be an intentional overdose. Correct. And it very, very, very often is. It is ruled as accidental very, very often because of the rules governing what determines what is an, uh, an intentional overdose. So we must appreciate that an awful lot of people pack it in. By, and it is not declared as a suicide. And they may be, may be suffering.
1: Okay. They may, be, they may die or, or suffer from something that is a bi, byproduct of, uh, exactly. of it's very. Yeah, that's why I started yeah, off saying yeah, 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 it's yeah. very
2: complicated because if we were looking at cancer, for example, we could look at STATs. And say, because people in rare ca- you know, you can't hide cancer for that long, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, it's going to mm-hmm. come out, then you're going to be in the system, then we're going to know how many cases we have. That is not the case with mental illness. Because of, here we go again, stigma. Which mm-hmm. has held us back. So anything that we guess to make or think about is really the tip of the iceberg. It's like an iceberg where you could got 25% above and mm-hmm. 75% below. below. And I think... Um, that's, that's a good analogy. That's yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just used it in a class, so it's fresh in my mind. But that's the kind of that's why I hesitate to to ever go with stats and say because that's stats are based with mental illness on how honest people mm, want to be mm-hmm. and how whether they are or not they will come forward. Well, so I guess we have to work on um, uh, getting
1: people to. I guess talk about mental illness and and, and and just be
2: completely fully
1: accepting of it like it's like you know what if if you have the flu no one's really going to judge you yep. so you know or if you, you know you, you you've got cancer no one's judging you so i mean what's that's what i work towards is
2: having you know i could go into work and say If I worked in the corporate world still, I Mm -hmm. don't, but you know, ideally if I was able to go in and say, gee, I've been diagnosed with, with depression and somebody else went, oh, wow, that's too bad. My brother has that and here's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And so we would normalize it Mm -hmm. and then it would become like we discuss our other problems and that's how we support each other. And that's one of the problems with mental illness that you don't get that support because you're ashamed and the whole a hairy thing and, that, you know goes on and on Sorry.
0: honestly there's a whole and this is why i asked you the question at the beginning of the show about one flew over the cuckoo's nest because when i was mm. in high school that's all i knew about mental illness yeah was that like sensationalized movie where electroshock like when i thought of electroshock therapy i thought of that that movie and what they did yeah. in that movie right. like w- w- what do you think like in regards to stigma, do you think that with electroshock therapy, with movies coming out with electroshock therapy, is that something that's causing more stigma
2: or is it Yeah, because because it's Hollywood, right? It's the way that it's dramatized, it's the way it's It's not helping. It's not helping at all. And and yet we still we think that because we're being more open, that we're helping because we're saying it or we're showing it. It's how you show it. I mean, when you show it, it, like just like you said, one over the cuckoo's nest, do you think anybody would want ECT after, or any of the treatments after that? And that's exactly why the movie was made, mm-hmm. really. And in a ironic way was to say, this is what's going on. But then is that going to encourage people to... Um, want to get help. Probably not. So anything I think that is exaggerated in Hollywood, given the influence that it has, especially on kids, where we're dramatizing, you know, it's the whole problem that we have with language. Like, I'm so OCD. I'm so depressed. Yeah. Uh, you know, totally yeah, out of yeah, context. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and, and the, you know, Kurt Cobain's suicide note is on a t-shirt that you can buy. Um, what really yeah we are going about it yeah it's really bad wow. so we're not being respectful of language and movies are taking it you know they're movies and they want to dramatize everything and it's not healthy because it's not the reality you know the, what i've described as my experience is not you know the reality that they show necessarily no mine wasn't it wasn't great but it wasn't you know the most horrific thing that's ever happened to me and it's a treatment so so um during your
1: treatment phase because uh, my only my only understanding of it is through Mad Men. there was there was oh yeah were, okay yeah, so that, 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 that yeah so that, that was my uh, john my... ham Uh, Okay, settle down. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so what was like the recovery period like after, um, the procedure, like, is it? Is, are you out of commission for a couple hours? Is it? A, is it a day? Is it a week? Like, because in, in in the TV shows in, in the movies, I'm pretty sure like someone goes down for electroshock therapy. You know, they're wonky for half a scene, and then and then all of a sudden they flash to the next day and they're like, "Woo, everything's mm. great." So, what what what's what's, what's the reality like? Like, well, I I'm you interested. know I
2: can only speak for, for myself, and it yes, is it example. is individual, yes, right? One because some people. Uh, I guess my the hardest thing for me was that because my husband had to come with me because you can't have general anesthetic and then get tossed out and go home on your own. Um, and so he there was uh, you know there it was hard for him because he had to take time off work and take me and then run up to work and the hardest thing for me, and it wasn't his fault or anyway, I had to be go home and be alone. And that was really hard for me because it was a scary experience and now you're alone and you're kind of reliving it. I didn't have a lot of the grogginess. I did have a bit. Um, As far as physical um, fallout from it, I didn't really have a lot other than (laughs) the short-term memory loss. uh, Pretty big. How do you um, but, deal? How do you deal with that? We can add to that after. Um, I have my little tricks, but Go but on. I'm mostly honest. Like I told you, mm-hmm. you know, I tell other people so that. Um, but I didn't have that kind of thing. What, what I had more was, because um, you've got to remember that I, I had, I didn't leave the home for 11 years unless I had to. And this was during that period. So just for me to be out and in a strange place that was hostile, I found, as I've described, they weren't particularly great or at all uh, beforehand or after. It's sort of, here's your treatment, get out. Um, So I found the going home part and being alone uh, was very difficult. And what I would recommend is that you have somebody with you um, when you go home. Because I felt more, you know, the terror of being out and the depression of... Um, that I was in this kind of place where I needed this kind of extreme treatment. All that comes crowding in once mm-hmm. you're home. So uh, I think the best thing for people is to have support. They may want to sleep all day, but it's great to have somebody there. Um, but, Han, I know you had to go to work, so it's just not, and that's the real realistic, right? Mm-hmm. You can't, he couldn't stay home one day a week, you know, two days a week and, and look after me. Most people can't. Um, but he was awesome. Um, it, it, but that's the only thing I'd really recommend. Hmm. Everybody's different Everyone's and reacts different. to it differently.
0: Okay. And you were saying you wanted to talk about other
2: forms? Yes, yeah. I do. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're so good at this. Um, <laughs> there is something, there is a new treatment, yay, that's replacing, um, slowly going to replace In many many cases, ECT, and it's called TMS, and that stands for. Here we go. Let me see if I can remember. Transcranial magnetic stimulation. Okay. So what it is is, and I've also had this, which didn't do anything for my depression, but it really helped with my anxiety, which is great. Um, But what it is is, instead of using electricity, they're going to they use magnets. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to be put under anesthetic. You don't have to have a muscle relaxer. You are awake through the entire procedure. And it is a really actually lovely, I didn't mind it at all, where they just sort of buzz you for a period of time that they decide on again trying to hit the areas which are stuck or clogged or however you want to describe it and move them with a magnetic force instead of electricity so it's like an MRI kind of thing kind of like kind but of but like- they're just it's like taking you know saying electricity isn't the best way to do it magnetics can do the same thing and they don't have all the the need for a general anesthetic. You can. I used to sit and talk to this wonderful woman who gave me the treatments, and you know we'd have these great conversations. So there's that part of it which is so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the cost savings to the healthcare system because every time you're put out under general anesthetic, that costs us. Plus, you have to be in a hospital. You don't have to be in a hospital. For TMS, um, the other benefit, huge benefit, um, no weight uh, weight loss, memory loss. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, no risk of memory loss. Slightly less effective, coming in around sixty-eight percent. But here's the cool thing. Okay, we talked about nineteen thirty-eight mm-hmm. ECT. Way when was this started? The magnetic, nineteen eighty five. So look at how long we were willing to live with one treatment without mm. with that had. You know, some people have died by suicide having a ECT. I mean, the brain is a very odd tricky. And, and individual tricky tricky you can't tell if you can give me an antidepressant it can make me suicidal you can do ect on my brain that could make me suicidal very dangerous so 50 almost 50 years which is where our stigma comes in before anybody said hey maybe there's a better way to treat depression and schizophrenia than shocking them with electric currents and putting them in convulsions, putting their brain in convulsions. Hmm, let's have a thanky and see if we can do anything about it. So all I'm saying is that wouldn't happen with many other types of disabilities. People would be racing. That's not acceptable that people, you have weight, you know, you have, I keep saying weight loss, memory loss. Um, That's not acceptable. So we're going to fix that. I mean, a lot of times it's probably like,
1: one of the researchers, their their child, their exactly. sister, their, dub, their, their sibling was
2: affected and they're like, wait. Got to
0: fix this. <laughs> Got to fix this.
2: Got to fix this. That's, that's, that's usually where ex- like, something exactly, like that comes from. Exactly yeah. where it comes from. Yeah. But it's a good illustration to yeah. all mm-hmm. of us. It's a wonderful thing that, um, thank goodness, that TMS is now... Take, you know they're now trying it first before going on to ECT okay. um, because it does that's a relatively high success rate when you're fooling around with the brain so that's good. Um, doesn't have all the bad things with it. Mm -hmm. So they're trying that. So I would love, you know, I want to see more and more and more where that is tried before. And because there's so many people that can't take drugs there and do they really need to go all the way, all the way over Mm -hmm. to brain seizures before we try something in the middle so I'm I'm really want people to understand that there is an alternative if Mm -hmm. ECT is suggested um, they should uh, recommend that they want to pursue with um, TMS you have to push you know because doctors will do what they're comfortable with Mm -hmm. and all those doctors out there, I don't want to hear anything nasty from you, but they will, you know. they're, they're just well, I mean, like everybody else. I mean, we do what we're comfortable
1: with. I mean, when you're when you're trained in a profession, and <laughs> yeah. you said since nineteen nineteen, we said nineteen thirty eight, they've been doing this procedure. It is the tried, true, yeah. tested procedure. The gold, I, standard gold standard. I was told. So, like nineteen eighty five. There's like that's like the like I was born around then. So I mean, that's oh only, that's that's only, that's that's less than, that's thirty five years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean. Mm-hmm.
2: But do you understand what I'm saying that hundred oh, oh, that, 100%, that, that yeah. to me I, I you know is it's unacceptable, and that's the good thing that we say that because we don't want that to be acceptable and we want things to change and to get faster because people are suffering people like me and so you know, we've got to get more creative. We've got to be, and, and again, you've got to push your doctors. Many doctors Mm -hmm. will say, don't know anything about it. Never heard about it. Do your research and move towards that as the a Chem, first choice. The
1: CAMH site, because I've been fact checking as we've been talking. Oh, cool. Yeah. And now everything's listed on there, like all the information. Like yeah, yeah I was
0: on of- there earlier. <laughs> I had a question for you about that, actually.
1: Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I was reading, because they were talking about <laughs> the history of ECT. Um, that's where I read that fun fact from earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also made a statement that ECT, of all the therapies, is the most vilified and validated right of, of all the therapies yep. for you know uh depression and schizophrenia mm-hmm. so how do you how do you feel hearing something like that how do you what do you mm-hmm. think about that
2: well i totally understand it actually because i've talked to many people who were in the same situation as i was with the um oral antidepressants and sick and you really can't live A life at all like that. And so I have talked to a a number of people who had ECT and it changed everything. They felt fantastic. That's why I never want people to be discouraged, you know, to not do it because of what they hear about it. Um, Because I've, you know, other people have it has changed their life in a completely positive way. So that is the What was the other V? Validated validated, and vilified. Vilified. And vilified because of the reasons that I've said that if it doesn't work, it don't work and it can do you great damage. So if you, if you know, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to be singing its praises. I think I'm very fair about it given what it's done to me Mm -hmm. and given that it didn't work. Had it worked, I'd probably be one of those ones singing its praises because I wouldn't be living with, you know, the degree, which is significant of depression that I'm living with. Mm-hmm. So, but I I try and keep an open mind, and that's why I wanted to bring in that TMS, you know, there are alternatives, that it has, ECT has worked for people, um, and I would never take that away from ECT. But as far as I'm concerned... Um, The way that ECT and drugs deal with the brain is very much on a hit and miss basis. Yeah. Okay. Because the great results, excuse me, um, they don't know why. Okay. And that's one of the most frustrating things about having mental illness and talking to any psychiatrist. The most common answer that you get is, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, I'm sorry, but it is, I know the brain is the most complex of any of our organs, but it's one of our organs. And we've had a dang long time to get to terms with studying it we can put people on the moon we can do all these (laughs) other no but i mean think about it the thing that we use every day all day all the time i think the biggest challenge (laughs) is that like in
1: order to do like you can't really do research on a living brain like real like nitty-gritty like but but
2: it is but think about it this way um In the 1970s, I believe, don't quote me again, they came up with a form of questions for psychiatrists to figure out if you're depressed. Mm, Okay? Okay. They're still using it. There should be, should, um, they should be able to do a blood test. Whoa. That's, whoa. Because look at how sophisticated we are with other forms of medicine. We have medicine we don't even have to cut into people. We can do it with instruments. We know enough about what causes depression and what goes wrong. And maybe, okay, not a blood test, but an MRI. And they can look and say, okay, yes, she has this kind of depression. This is how extensive it is. This is what we're going to do. Instead, it's a question, you know, like, do you want to kill yourself? Do you, so you're doing the same things as, what, 40 years ago? That's as sophisticated as we get. Am I sounding angry to you? No, 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 no. You don't sound you angry. Sound I, you like you sound passionate. Like no, no, no,
1: that. no, 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 no. You, you, you sound passionate. I am passionate. I'm just, I'm just think, sitting back and thinking. Okay, what can it, I? Don't think it's that simple because we have also have people that are also misdiagnosed um, with yeah. with depression, and I mean also, I might be wrong, but I'm like, isn't depression subjective? No. no, 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 no,
2: no. No, there's situational depression. I that's mean, if subjective. I, <laughs> that, that if my mom dies, okay, I'm okay. going to be very depressed, and okay. that's part of grieving, yes. and that's situational. If I yeah. lose my job, I'm going to be very depressed. But there, the rest. That's why I'm talking about language, where mm-hmm. we go. I'm so depressed because you know. Um, Netflix wasn't working tonight. Okay, depression is a terrible. And he's laughing. Depression is <laughs> a is a terrible. I know it's the mm-hmm. horror, right? Depression is a terrible, terrible disease. It is genetic, and so it, so it is genetic. It is gen- it is part genetic and part. Um, like trauma, environmental, environmental, environmental. environmental thank yeah. you and so as I think I explained last time what happens, and I'm very typical of most people is I was born with it mm-hmm. I grew up, i managed i had did some weird shit, but i managed i had careers nursing etc but all of a sudden within 2 years my mom my dad my best friend died and that forced the depressive dean to take over because the gene plus trauma equals full mm. blown so it, you know the idea that and people go, obviously, you're depressed based on a situational thing. But the disease itself, which is a very different thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is, like I say, considered to be the hardest to live with. Sir um, Winston Churchill, who, look at all he did, uh, won the war, et cetera, et cetera, suffered terribly from depression. And you know, in the days when there was nobody to help him or nothing to do, and so and he was a brave man who didn't complain a lot about a lot of things. And in his journals and diaries, you will see his terrible pain at not at dealing with the war. Like that's not bad enough. Um, at living with depression and so many famous people.
1: Can we go as far as saying then that just then the depression is natural?
2: No. No, no, it's a part, it's a, it's a part it, of humanity. Well, it's a it's a it's a disease of humanity. It's a disease that can affect anyone in mm-hmm. humanity. Um, it affects all cultures. It affects all nationalities, whether they acknowledge it or not. I have a friend who um, is from the lives in the Philippines, and he said it's not even a thing here. Depression, nobody understands it. And I can guarantee you there are people that are very depressed in the Philippines. Because, but if it's not recognized that yeah, as a disease, then and it's also one of those things where people tend to say pull your boots, stop, stop, start feeling sorry for yourself yeah um, get off get off your bum and go for a walk I say that to Anika all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> when I get, I, to I get that too of but, but you know what I mean the quick you know mm-hmm. they, they, that it's a meant you know you're feeling sorry for yourself or somehow indulging yourself I, I when I talk about it I say it's often perceived as a weakness or a lack of character it is not you know there it, there's obvious um, symptoms of it and signs and it's it it is a disease so we've got to that's why I don't like people saying i'm depressed because you know yeah, i, I cut I'm my cuticle of type of thing
0: yeah it's similar it's similar with bipolar there's like yeah. a chemical imbalance in my brain exactly. that like it, it's that's what that's what they've said that's what they've told me they've done the mri they've done the scans they did all that like yeah it it's a it's a disease just like any other, and it should be treated just like any mm-hmm. other. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. However,
2: um, no, and and when you think about it, you know somebody corrected me because I go physical and mental, and they go, "Well, it's all one thing, right? Your brain is physical." Um, it just has this amazing like other always. other yeah. powers, but it 's physical. Look at what it 's doing, controlling so much of what we 're doing, plus our emotions plus our inspirations plus our all the the stuff that we have going on. But it is part of our body. And this is why I said that you should be able to go in and get a blood test. And it would tell you. Maybe can't tell you how depressed I am. But there are chemicals released when a person is actively depressed. Or has depression. They should I should buy now. Not some guy going, you know, how's your appetite? Twenty one I mean, questions. Yeah, I mean but I can and the other thing is it leads to abuse of it because if I know the answers That's where I want to go uh, next okay, as well. Yeah. Like, so that's a where that blood test eat. solves your problem because how many people um, you know, they are doing it, right? It's it, They can go and say yes, yeah, because they know the answer. So it's a totally unreliable and unprofessional, oldie-fashioned way to diagnose, you know, any disease.
0: So true. <clears throat> so 10 years from now, 20 years from now, hmm. 50 years from now, where do you see ECT going? The electroconvulsive <clears throat> therapy, where do you see that
2: I see, see that um, disappearing. Disappearing? Yeah, and to be replaced with TMS. Because don't forget, TMS, at 30-whatever <laughs> years it is now, is still, again, because of stigma, hasn't been on the front burner. Mm-hmm. But I see it with the crisis that we're in right now, with depression and um, the our lack of ability to treat people, and the fact that you can treat them so much better, faster and easier with this. I see it taking over from, um, ECT and reaching the same level of success, if not higher than ECT has because, because it's still fairly new. Um, it's probably that 68% that it's at probably has a way to go up. Um, Because I'm sure that ECT, when they first started doing it, was not at 78 or 80% or, you know, the claims that they have for it now. It it got up there as they foostered around and practiced with it. So in 10 years, I see ECT being um, a rare, if if ever used, um, thing because of its side effects and it being replaced with magnetic. Which would be a great thing
0: how many um, like you said for ECT you had to do 12 sessions how yeah. many for TMS is it less sessions more sessions are you aware of that um,
2: it's it's usually more because you're getting a lower impact um, at the time which is helping you because you're not as disorient you're not disoriented the way. Um, My understanding is, again, I can only speak from my own experiences, but um, I was set up, I was part of a pilot project at CAMH. I was accepted on compassion terms because they felt so badly for my condition. Normally, I would have had to go through a lot of testing, but the doctor, God bless him, took one look at me and said, you're in on compassion basis. And I had it for two years Um, as they tried different dosages different locations again it did help my anxiety unfortunately not my depression but it was a wonderful you know I was going twice a week and you start off you do it say four times a week and then you go twice a week and so then you go once a week because they want to get a lot in there at the beginning start to shake things up and then um, I went and then I was going once a week and then they pulled the plug on me going back because I wasn't, they weren't getting the results for the depression. Okay. Um, but they were really good to let me do it for that long when they, they weren't getting the results. Um, and, but I just see that as, as the future now.
0: Do you think it's going to be something that can help anxiety just in general? Like if it, it helped yours, yeah. do you think it could be something like another? Because we have depression, we have anxiety. so many. There's yes, so, many. so many. Mental and health and illnesses. But So um, many. And could, if you, you have depression, you
2: usually have anxiety. Yeah. So the two go hand in hand evil siblings, I call them. Huh. Um, they, yeah, they're actually Toronto Western hospital is starting They have a unit. They're, um, dedicated to treatment resistant depression and anxiety, and they are now using it for, um, anxiety. Um, the only reason I'm not part of that, uh, test is because it's a big commitment of my time right now. Um, starting new job and all that kind of thing. But um, I'm considering going back to see uh, to get into the anxiety program with TMS. So it has a whole beautiful future ahead of it, um, and also for the people that get the treatments because they don't—they're don't, they're not going to be traumatized, they're not going to be as inconvenienced, they're not going to have the uh, have somebody have to come with them to this, you know, treatment. All these benefits and. Um, if they can get help from it, that's the main thing. Okay. Was that not sassy enough for you? <laughs> it was super sassy. <laughs> it was super sassy. i was just going for a line. But, but really, I just want, you know, I don't want, I wouldn't want someone to experience what I had to. Um, but it, it is part of the nature of the beast. You have to try everything unless you want to be, sit in your current misery mm-hmm. and that's and i guess i'm you know i'm cheesed off because it should be further along as i've said and i have mm-hmm. every right to be cheesed off that is not sure. further along when you know we have all these they almost have now a cure for ms really I'll yeah on. Um, they're very 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 close Um, So huge amounts of progress made in many, many things. And that's what we really need to see. Because I always say that it's our happiness that's at stake here. What is the most important thing in life is our happiness. Mental illness that cannot be treated. um, You cannot be happy. You cannot fulfill um, what is everybody's right. And I think about children you know that are waiting two years for a psychiatrist that have made a suicide attempt i think about though not just myself but the people that are also suffering and children that are coming up so we have to change and i really appreciate this opportunity because this is what helps change this is what makes change yeah yeah i mean when we talk about it
1: that and them being able to map the brain more (laughs)
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Get on it yes, right mapping. now. <laughs> All the
1: scientists and the doctors mapping the brain. I mean, yeah. we just, we got to cope that they can continue to do that. And, uh, yeah, because yeah. the more they can map the brain, they can fine tune the areas that that are, are, I guess, are specific to depression. I mean, so then instead of having to spend so much time, I guess, having to like figure things out, they can just like yeah. go, OK, this is we know these areas are because
2: are, are, it, it's are, it's risky. It's it's not like, you know, um, if I have a, a bladder infection and my doctor doesn't give me quite the right um uh, antibiotic he can he can switch it over mm-hmm. it's very different if I don't get the and who knows because the answer is always we don't know so mm-hmm. if we don't know how the brain works we're shooting in the dark aren't we um, if I can if I take a pill that now makes me suicide makes me more depressed and suicidal that is a whole different ball game mm-hmm. from my bladder infection or uh, other types of infections which I'm not saying aren't serious but you can quickly see uh what's going on with them in terms of their efficiency mm-hmm. um this is a whole whole different thing one thing that's interesting is that when i was um this shows you how where we're at was that when i would be on antidepressants and of course they wouldn't be suitable um you can't just go no um i'm not taking them anymore i had to be weaned off yes you remember because you, saying you that. will die you yeah. will die if you just stop. And so how many situations, you know, other illnesses have this kind of restriction to get faster health?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you find with ECT,
0: they, is it a first resort or a last resort? Because it seemed like it was the last resort for last. you. Last. It, it is it, a last. It's, it's a last resort. Yes. It's not a first resort. No. Okay. No. Okay. Because on the, on the big, bad, scary list for me, that would be number one scary if they didn't find like because i'm I, I have my bipolar but i do also have the depression aspect to it that would be like the scariest thing mm. i couldn't imagine you know doing that 10 times i think
2: you yeah. said you did it yeah um and, and- imagine if you're depressed any well you know what depression feels oh, I like do. so it's I not do. as if you're sitting there going yeah i want to try this you know i'm up for that you're desperate but at the same time you're largely dysfunctional at least i was because of the extent of my depression getting dressed you know running a comb through my hair all the stuff i said before i mean i wasn't eating properly all these other things so imagine being in that state and then going into a traumatic experience like ect it's not as if i'm bounding in going let's go shock me yeah shock me baby um but you know i go back to what this wonderful woman said who that shows you that's the relativity that she had already been through the mill um in the physical sense because of her lungs this bothered her this ect bothered her and that that told me a whole lot, because at wow. first I thought, "Wow, you sound like Wendy the Winer, because I'd sit there going, "I don't you know I want to go home and and, was, and they took my clothes away from me in a, in a very you know brusque sort of fashion, but I thought, "Wow, you're really a big baby." And then I heard her say that, and I went, "No, you're not. You're a very depressed um, person." And depression shuts down so many positive things about life. You just don't even see them. Uh, You can't. And so now I'm depressed. Now I'm in there. They take my clothes away in a merely mean way. And I see a guy leap up in the air because they can't be bothered to do their jobs properly and pull the curtains around him, which is just patient privacy and decency and all that stuff. So that's my intro into the whole thing so imagine going back 10 times and and doing and then going home and you know being terrified and all that kind of stuff so i i get it as i say that it has helped people it can be immensely effective it's but if we don't understand the brain uh should we really be in there with electric uh giving it seizures when we go i don't know yeah. there's there's a good question i just thought of that one <laughs> should we really be doing that
0: <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't sound like a good idea to no me. I mean
2: um, that's like somebody going in and going um, I'll figure out where the gallbladder is and then I'll take it out right yeah, like, like I, I don't, don't know, know anything about the gallbladder but I'll go in there and Just, and, yeah, and get it, it out, out. Get it I mean, out of there I'll grab
0: it like operation yeah totally, totally like operation
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like the game
0: yeah anyways <laughs> anyways Faith thank you so very much for being on the show today to talk about ECT um such an interesting interesting topic and thank you it for is. introducing TMS to us as well for all those out, out there that are listening that might yeah. be suffering from depression um this could be an option for you so thank you so much for introducing that to the show as well you're welcome um do you want to give any shout outs? I don't know you get a shout out, but do you want to give
2: any shout outs? Um, here's a shout out to my babe, Roy. <laughs> Thanks again for being my rock. You're the best. Oh, so sweet. Aww. So sweet. Um, he,
0: if any of you guys have he any questions, to your show. does, he, does yeah. he listen?
2: Yeah, he does. Thank you, Roy. Yeah. It's Roy, right? He's an awesome guy. Roy, yeah. right? Roy. Thanks, Roy. Yeah, hey, yeah. Roy. How he's you guys? He's an done? awesome guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bring
0: him on next time. Talk about relationships and mental health. Uh, he's uh, an accountant. <laughs> I <I'm> don't think he's <laughs> an accountant.
2: He might not. This might not not be his thing. Love you, babe. It might not be his thing. um, He's a wonderful person.
0: If you guys want to reach out to Faith,
2: go ahead. Sorry, thank you both very much. And it's an honor to be asked back again. You create the perfect atmosphere to be able to talk honestly, openly, and with a little bit of humor about these difficult topics so thank you so much for the opportunity second time thank Thank you Aniko thank you you. yeah Yeah,
0: you're welcome bless you both you're welcome and thank you for being on the show like I said Um, so as I was saying if you guys want to reach out to Faith and ask for any questions about ECT or TMS um, please JR tell them or you want to say hi to me and JR of course obviously Uh, please JR tell them how they can reach us
1: Definitely. You can reach us at dish D Y S H at dainty com. That's D A I N T Y D Y S H.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Faye, thank you so much for being here. Um, you. you filled me in on the ECT thing. Cause I was like, for months now, I've been asking Onika to have you back here. Cause I want, I want Really? Yes, cause I, want, I, I want to know like what it's like. Cause I was, I was really curious. I didn't know. And then thank you for like filling me in on, on um, TMS. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can
2: dine out now. <laughs> <laughs> ECT and TMS. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, can, you can bore people <laughs> at parties. Right?
1: Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple podcast, give us a
0: five, five,
1: thank you so much. If you're listening to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, thank you so much. Give us some feedback, a like, um, um, we truly appreciate your feedback thank you so much Onika does read every single comment and every single email um, thank you so much um, yeah and if you want us to share your email just let us know because otherwise Onika doesn't share emails
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just put it in the suggestion box for me
1: yeah um, but yeah that's it for me I'm JR
0: <laughs> <laughs> JR out <laughs> anyways that has been the dish of the day I hope y'all have yourselves a very 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 happy holiday. day